0: in jesus name father we are so grateful for your presence your mighty power and for this platform that enables us to connect to share to learn and to grow from our homes lord i want to thank you for everyone that's tuning in everyone that's logging in everyone that has bible in hand or 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 has a a facility for study we want to thank you for this uh this privilege of learning thank you for the Bible thank you for the truths that are contained in the Bible and for the food the nutrition for our souls nutrition that serves to immunize us against the uh, uh, thought viruses the toxicity of thought viruses in the atmosphere father we ask tonight that you transform us that you empower us that you enable us that you equip us and that you make us mighty in this day in Jesus Christ's name we have prayed and all the people said amen and amen well we have an absolutely um, epic night ahead of us because tonight we're going to be teaching from the subject understanding angels and demons understanding angels and demons and uh, You know, for anyone that has been exposed to the Christian life for any length of time, uh, you will hear in our prayers, in our songs, in our readings, in our exhortations, references to angels and to demons. And, of course, uh, most of our understanding of angels and demons has unfortunately come from Hollywood and has come from movies. And so we have ideas about angels and demons that are um, commercialized and uh, designed for marketing movies, uh, what we want to do tonight is go beyond all of that to look at what the Bible teaches about angels and demons and to get an understanding of the subject. Um, of course, uh, I have an objective while teaching tonight, and the objective is that we come out of the teaching with some clarity uh, about the the bible 's teaching on this subject but also with strength, the strength of knowing that angels are serving us, working with us, working for us, um, participating with us in the struggle, in the fight. And I also want us to understand uh, how easy it is for you to defeat uh, demons, Uh, how how easy it is for you to cast demons out of a situation, uh, out of your own life, and somebody said bishop easy really did you say it was easy well yeah i mean if you if you look at jesus in the gospels you'll see he doesn't spend much time dealing with demons um he casts them out Uh, sometimes with a simple word. Uh, In one uh, episode, we see Jesus simply saying, go. Uh, We notice that the demons were afraid of him. Um, They they trembled. You know, the Bible says the devils believe there is one God and they tremble. And so demons are perhaps not as powerful and as mighty as uh, Hollywood has made them out to be. Uh, We need to get a a proper perspective on this based on uh, the light of the scriptures. And it's important for you to realize that there are many more angels at work in your life than there are demons. And we'll say that again, there are many more angels at work in your life than there are demons. And so I want us to be empowered. I want us to be strengthened and encouraged uh, to know that we are not alone in the battle. We are never, ever fighting by ourselves or for ourselves, that uh, our fight is supernaturally assisted our fight is supernaturally assisted, and that there are more for you than there are against you. There is much more going for you than there is coming against you. There is so much more going for me than there is coming against me. And I guess what I want us to do tonight is to lose our fear and anxiety of demons and demonic spirits, and begin to embrace the fact that God has given his angels a commandment concerning us, and that they have a duty, they are duty-bound to protect um, our purpose, God's plan for our lives, our destiny, our path, and that we are very much surrounded by very, very friendly assistance. And some of you already realize that you've seen that in your own life. You've seen it at work in your life, and you've you've realized that wow, someone's someone's watching over me. Someone's looking out for me. Someone's helping me. Someone's ahead of me, anticipating my next trial, and has literally gone ahead of me and helped me out. And of course, you know we see this uh, in the Bible. Um, you know, it, 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 it was an angel that uh, informed uh, Mary and Joseph of the uh, incarnation that she would uh, bring forth a son and that he would be, in fact, God with us. But It was also an angel that spoke to Joseph in a dream and said, you know, take, take uh, uh, the child and his mother and, and flee into Egypt uh, because Herod is seeking the child's life. Uh, Isn't it amazing how we can get advanced information? And uh, I want us to understand where that advanced information comes from. So, in the teaching tonight, uh, we're going to discuss the following. What are angels? What role do they play in the life of a believer? What are demons? How do they hinder believers? And how do angels help believers? So these are very simple, straightforward questions. What are angels? What role do they play in the life of a believer? What are demons, and how do they hinder believers? And how do angels help believers? Now, of course, in theology, this subject is called angelology, and uh, it's deep, it's vast. It would take uh, many hours, uh, perhaps many years of study, to exhaust everything that the Bible teaches about angels. So, in one hour, I'm going to try to give us uh, an overview so here goes what are angels what are angels well biblically they are four things number one they are messengers messengers and this is actually critical this is perhaps the most important why because the word angel comes from the greek word angelos angelos which means a messenger so an angel is fundamentally a messenger and i guess the bible would read differently for us if we substituted the word angel for messenger the messenger of the Lord, he will give his messengers a charge concerning you, his messengers. And it's very important that we begin to realize that angels have a primary function in our lives, and it is to communicate um, God's mind, God's thoughts, God's heart, God's plans. So angels are fundamentally messengers. The word angel means messenger. The primary function of angels is to deliver messages from God. The primary function of angels is to communicate God's heart, mind, his will, his plan, solutions, strategies. That is the primary function of angels, and that's what you'll primarily see them doing in the scriptures as you uh, read through everything the Bible teaches about angels. Uh, Let's go to the uh, top right angels are warriors so angels are the lord's hosts you know god is referred to god refers to himself as the lord of hosts the lord of hosts you'll see that phrase uh, particularly in the old testament the lord of hosts Uh, and this means the captain of a mighty army the captain of a host and the lord's hosts are his angels battle against demons in the spiritual realm. So they are primarily fighting demons, and we'll explain what demons are later on, but they're primarily fighting demons, and they're doing so primarily in the spiritual realm. Now, this does not mean that angels cannot cross over into the natural realm and literally fight um, a physical battle, because we've seen examples of that. But predominantly, when angels are fighting, they are fighting spiritual forces in the unseen spiritual realm. And what we realize is that breakthroughs in the natural are indicative of victories in the spiritual realm so a good example is daniel uh, praying in the book of daniel um you know he was fasting and praying for 21 days uh, seeking for an answer And on the 21st day an angel appeared to him and said to him daniel from the first day that you uh, set your heart to seek god i was sent with the answers to your prayers i am the messenger of the lord and i was sent with the answers for for your prayers however the prince which is another biblical word for angels the prince of the kingdom of persia withstood me for 21 days in other words i encountered demonic interference i was wrestling with demonic forces that were trying to block the message from getting to you and this went on for 21 days. He said, but lo, Michael, who is an archangel and he's a warrior angel, he came and defeated the prince of the kingdom of Persia. And this made a way for the angel to get his message through. So that's a classic example of how that a breakthrough in the natural is is indicative of a victory in the spiritual realm so that when when things break through in the natural when when solutions arrive when answers arrive when when miracles occur when when the tide turns that's usually evidence that angels have won a fight in the spiritual realm because angels are warriors they're messengers they're warriors they are the lord's hosts uh number three bottom left servants uh angels are servants they're servants they're called ministering spirits um we're going to read it in a few minutes but the bible says he makes his angels uh, uh spirits and his ministers a flame of fire um, and so the angels are 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 ministers and the word minister means servant so the angels are servants so angels are servants of god and they are servants of God's people. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, I thought the angels just listened to God. Um, I thought they were just serving God. No, they are serving you. They have been given a commandment to be at your service. And this is part of the authority package that we have as believers, that angels are literally at our service because they are servants of God and of his people, They are fellow servants with all who serve the purposes of God. So everyone and everything serving the purposes of God has angels on their side because the angels are God's servants. And then finally, angels are spirits. Okay, so even if an angel, you know, we have examples in the Bible of angels uh, appearing as people, uh, appearing as men. Uh, Well, that is purely an appearance. Uh, We have no evidence, really, that anyone else saw them besides the people who were meant to see them. And the truth is that uh, perception is reality. So if you can see it, if you can see it uh... but no one else can see it then for you it's has still appeared that way uh... the reality is that whether an angel appears or doesn't appear, doesn't change its fundamental nature. It is spiritual. It belongs to the spiritual world. An angel is a spirit. Angels are called ministering spirits. Although they have at times appeared to men, this does not change their spiritual nature. This means that you don't have to see an angel for an angel to be present. And in fact, because an angel is a messenger, it's more important that you hear angels than it is that that you see angels. It's more important that you hear angels than that you see them. And of course, some people in the Bible saw angels, and no doubt there are people in the modern world who have a testimony that they've seen angels. Uh, But hear ye me. So what? That really doesn't matter. In every case where angels um, appear in the scriptures, they appear with a message, they appear with a thought, because their primary function is to communicate the heart, the mind, the plan, the will of God. Uh, when people say to me, oh, Bishop, I saw an angel. Okay, question is, what, did, what, did, what was it saying? Uh, it wasn't saying nothing. Then what was the point? Um, you know that there isn't a point in seeing an angel if you can't hear the message. It's like saying, you know what? Uh, I saw the postman. I saw the postman. Okay. Um. Did 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 you get the 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 post? No, I didn't get the post, but I saw the postman that's not really a great testimony that's not that really that doesn't really uh, boost my confidence in your uh, intelligence so if the angel is a messenger then its purpose in your life is to carry a message to communicate something to you and so the Bible doesn't say you know Mary saw the angel Gabriel and she just saw the angel and she was like wow gosh angels are real praise God no the angel appeared to her and spoke to her. Um, you know, the angel spoke to Joseph uh, in a dream. An angel spoke to Daniel. Um, the the angels in Revelation are sounding trumpets, and the Bible will say, and then the first angel sounded, uh, you know, because there is a sound, and, and sounds are important because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's where we get our faith, by hearing. So it is more important that you hear angels than it is that you see them. And if you never see an angel, you are not less spiritual than the person who claims to have seen an angel. Um, If you hear the communication, um, that will feed your faith and will strengthen you for the battle ahead of you. So let's read some Bible because I've made a lot of wild claims and we perhaps need to see some Bible. Let's look at some scriptures. I've got six passages here that talk about angels and we'll look at each one. Hebrews 1 verses 6 to 7. And again, when he bringeth in the first begotten into the world, that is Jesus, he says, let all the angels of God worship him. So the angels uh, have a commandment to worship Jesus. Jesus. And of the angels, he says... Who maketh his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire? So there's a confirmation that the angels are spirits and the angels are ministers or servants. And God makes his angels as spirits and his ministers as flames of fire. Wow, that's powerful. Wish I had time to dive into all of that. Let's go to the one beneath that, Hebrews 1, verse 14. Speaking about the angels. Are they not all ministering spirits, servants, serving spirits, sent forth to minister to serve for them who shall be the heirs of salvation? Well, who are the heirs of salvation? It's us, you know what an heir is. he is the uh he is the uh, legitimate successor. it is his birthright. He is an heir. He stands to inherit. So those who stand to inherit salvation, eternal life, the, the angels are sent to serve them. They are ministering spirits sent forth to serve us. And so this is another great passage, again, uh, validate, uh, validating what I shared with you in the previous slide about You know, what are angels? Let's go down to the next one, Revelation twelve, verse seven. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels. So here we see the angels as warriors we see that michael who is an archangel so angels have rank right they have rank there are angels there are archangels there are princes there are chief princes and again we don't have time to dive into all uh, of the angelology, but we do know that we see the angels warring but we see them warring against the dragon and his angels so the dragon is the devil and the devil has angels now this is where we're going to start to get deep, and I need you to keep your thinking caps on, and I need you to, to follow me carefully. The word angel means messenger. Okay, so there was a war in heaven. Michael and his messengers fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought, and his messengers. So God has an army of messengers whose primary function is to communicate his heart, his mind, his will, his plans, his purposes to us who are the heirs of salvation. And the devil also has messengers, and these messengers are clearly there to blind our minds to the truth to block the truth to dilute the message or to distort the message and this is the primary function of demons is to distort to dilute um, the the message that the communication that is coming from God this entire fight was spiritual. This is happening in the spiritual realm, and it has ramifications and implications for what's happening on the earth. When you read the book of Revelation, you'll see that we are we are just moving from scene to scene. Uh, one minute we are in on the earth, another minute we're in the heavens uh you know john who wrote the book of revelation he got visions he would see things in the heavens he would see things happening on the earth but at all times there was a correlation between what was happening on the earth and what was happening in the heavens so that whatever's happening in the spiritual world reflects or manifests or materializes in the physical world what is happening in the physical world Impacts on the spiritual world. And there is a correlation because we are parts of the same system. If you like, heaven and earth are components in the same system. The universe. The universe, the creation, has a dual nature. It is both physical and it is spiritual. And whatever happens in the physical impacts on the spiritual. Whatever happens in the spiritual impacts on the physical. And we see that in Revelation, that this war in heaven unleashed a chain of events on the earth. But the war, the angelic war, was happening in the spiritual realm. And we're going to deal with that today. Let's go up to the top right, Revelation 19, verse 10. And I fell at his feet to worship him. This was an angel. John saw an angel, and he fell at his feet to worship him. And he said unto me, See thou do it not. I am thy fellow servant and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Wow. Don't worship me. I am your fellow servant and of your brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Everyone that has the testimony of Jesus has fellow servants that are angels. Aren't you glad right now? Glory to God, I almost want to shout um, that because I have the testimony of Jesus, I have fellow servants who are the angels of God. This is so exciting. And so we don't worship angels, we worship God. We, we do not bow down to angels, we bow down to God. And if you try to bow down to an angel, the angel will say, don't you dare get back up on your feet. I am your fellow servant, and I am here to serve you and to serve everyone that has the testimony of Jesus. What about Revelation 10, verse 7? But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel When he shall begin to sound, the mystery of God should be finished. Wow, Revelation is fantastic. Perhaps one time we'll do a series going through the book of the Revelation. I think it's phenomenal. But I want you to notice that this seventh angel had a voice. Why? Because the primary function of angels is to communicate the heart, the mind, the will, the plan, the purposes of God. That they are messengers. That's the primary function. So I want you to notice that we, we are introduced to the days of the voice of the seventh messenger. The voice, and when he shall begin to sound. You see, it doesn't impress me that you see angels. It is more impressive that you can hear what the angels are communicating to you from God what the angels are communicating to you from god revelation 1 verse 20 watch this the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches and the seven candlesticks which thou sawest are the seven churches so john's first vision in revelation 1 was a vision of jesus standing walking in the midst of seven golden candlesticks and um and he saw in the right hand of jesus seven stars and so jesus explains to him that the stars are the angels of the seven churches and the candlesticks are the seven churches now this is a this may refer to seven ages of the church seven stages of the church uh seven types of the church seven classifications of the church Um. But whatever the case, there's an angel of the church. And John's message or Christ's message was always a message to the angel of the church. Why? Because the word angel means messenger. So to the messenger of the church of Ephesus write, to the messenger of the church of Sardis write, to the messenger of the church of Thyatira, to the messenger of the church of Philadelphia or Laodicea, these were the churches and they were churches in Asia they were physical churches but according to Jesus there's an angel of that church or a messenger of the church and so even as a as a as an apostle and as a a set man in the ICANN community church you know i see myself in that category i am a messenger that's my primary function is to communicate the heart of god the mind of god uh the will of god the plan of god the purposes of god the principles of god to the people of god and so that doesn't make me a supernatural angel in the supernatural sense in the in the non natural sense, but in a natural sense i'm a messenger that's my primary function and anyone that is communicating the heart of God is an angel uh in 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 one way or another it doesn't mean that they are um, you know spirit beings but it does mean that they Like this, the spiritual angels are communicating the heart and the mind of God. Angels operate in the arena of thought. Now, this is where we're going to start to dive deeper into this teaching. Angels operate in the arena of thought. Understand that your thought, life, your soul, And your soulish um, uh, existence is the world of uh, feelings, intellect, imagination, affection. These are all soulish functions. This is the arena of thought. Remember in an earlier teaching I shared with you that the strongholds of the devil are literally established uh, through suggestions, which become scenarios or imagination that you act upon. When you act, when you dwell on a suggestion from the devil till it becomes a scenario, and then you begin acting on that scenario, you now have a demonic stronghold. And that pulling down demonic strongholds means ripping down these imaginations and these scenarios in your mind. Because actually, your mind is controlling your behavior. Like, all of your behavior is being controlled by your mind. So if the devil wants to control your behavior, what what's he going to target? your mind if the devil wants to get you to 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 rebel against God or to engage in self-destructive behavior he's not going to go for your hands or your feet he's not going to go for your mouth or your eyes or your ears he's going to go for your mind because your mind is the control center of your being so the battlefield for Christians is the mind that's where the battle is and we can see this as early as Genesis 3 the fall of man that the devil did not headlock Eve or Adam he did not wrestle them to the ground and beat them Um, he didn't he didn't threaten them what he did was he started to talk with them he had a conversation with them and so he he entered the mind of Eve he entered the mind of Adam and once, you, once the devil gets in your mind, then he can control your behavior. He can control your language. He can control you because he's gotten control of your mind, which is why angels operate predominantly in the arena of thought, because it is in this world of your thought that you need the victory. You need that victory more than you need a change of circumstance um, Wow, and I know this is hard to digest sometimes because we think you know what if my circumstances change, then my mind will change, but we've got too much evidence of uh, people who um, who suffer from depression who are both rich and famous, okay there are a lot of actors and actresses in Hollywood who have documented depression who are both rich and famous. There are many people who experience beautiful surroundings. Everything that they want is at their disposal and yet the devil is still in their mind. So great circumstances don't always equal great thoughts and great mind. But if you can get victory in your mind, if you can get victory over demonic suggestions and scenarios, if your thoughts can be purified by the word of God, if God's word becomes a lamp to your feet and a light to your path, if his word becomes light in your mind, then you will change your circumstances or you will endure your circumstances much better. You will survive circumstances and even thrive in them if, in fact, you can get victory in your mind. So this is why angels operate in the arena of thought. Uh, I'm going to give another proof for this as follows. You know... When the angel appeared to Mary and told her that she would bring forth the Son of God, where was that happening? That was happening in her mind. That was happening in her thought. Um, Someone said, oh no, it was happening in the room. Okay, it was happening in the room, but what was it affecting? It was affecting her thought. Okay, it was affecting now her expectation. It was expecting her beliefs. It was uh, affecting her beliefs. When the angel appeared to Joseph and said, Joseph, take take your wife and the child and flee to Egypt. Where did he appear to Joseph? In a dream. Many of the people in the Bible that experienced an angelic visitation experienced it in a dream. Or in a moment, you know, where, where, where did Jacob see angels ascending and descending it was in a dream? It was happening in the arena of thought because angels operate predominantly in the arena of thought because their job is to affect your thinking. Their job is to affect your thoughts. Their job is to change your thoughts. Their job is to inform your thoughts because they are primarily messengers. So your good thoughts, your great thoughts, your best thoughts are typically inspired by angels Because the primary function of angels is to deliver messages to us. Angels serve us through positive, encouraging, and ingenious thoughts. Woo! Hallelujah! Now, by simply understanding this, you're going to understand why it is that that in the middle of hard times, you will suddenly get a thought that lifts the burden from off your shoulders has anyone ever experienced going through a difficult season but a string of thoughts either remembrances of the word or another way of looking at something or a glimmer of hope or a light at the end of the tunnel has come into your mind and now you're feeling differently you're feeling encouraged you're feeling the energy to get up and go again where is that coming from That is coming from the fellow servants who are the Lord's hosts who are fighting for you and with you against the demonic realm and who are empowering you by communicating God's heart, God's thoughts, God's plan, God's purpose, God's strategy for your life. That is exciting. Angels operate in the arena of thoughts angels serve us through positive encouraging and ingenious thoughts angels warn us about things to come angels encourage us to keep on keeping on angels have a job to speak to us to enter our thought life and to communicate the heart of god I want you to notice here uh the second set of italics to the right angels protect god's plan and purpose for you the secondary function of the angels is protection. The things we cannot see or know are being handled for us in the heavenlies by the Lord's hosts. In other words, you know, uh, when it comes to, for example, a sniper, a sniper on the roof with his rifle and his in his uh, target, Uh you know, you don't know about that sniper. You have no idea that that sniper is there. So you go about your business and bang. Well, the good news is I can go about my business without fear because the angels have been commanded to protect my destiny, protect God's purpose for me protect God's plan for me so whenever the devil is disrupting the plan the angels are fighting in the invisible realm and that's why sometimes you wake up in the morning and feel like you've woken up in the aftermath of a battle why because the angels um will fight every demonic conspiracy against your destiny because they can see what we cannot see. And that's why we can move with confidence. That's why we're never alone. You know, David said, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I want you to know you're being followed, friend of mine. Uh, child of God, you are being followed. Glory to God. You were followed home today. You're followed when you come in. You're followed when you go out. You are followed when you lay your head to rest. When you wake up in the morning, you are followed because God has given his angels a commandment concerning you, and it is to preserve and protect your purpose, your destiny, and God's plan for your life. This is why no weapon formed against you will prosper. None. I better, I better keep going because I'm just feeling so fired up. So let's look at this to the left. Angels are God's messengers, servants, and army. They are tasked with supporting believers and protecting the plan and purposes of God in the world. Angels operate in the realm of thought, combating dark ideas, beliefs, and philosophies that blind minds to the light of the truth. Demons. Demons are fallen angels. So they are messengers also. But they are fallen who operate exclusively in the realm of thought. Now, demons operate exclusively in the realm of thought. What that means is that demons can only influence humanity through thought. You see this in the garden. I mean, the devil couldn't make Adam or Eve do anything. He could only manipulate their thoughts they had to choose to do it and they chose to do it because of misinformation that the devil sowed into them so his 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 activity is exclusively in the realm of thought I know we look at the world as, oh, the world is so messed up, there's so much darkness, there's so much evil. And then we start thinking of demons as abstract forces kind of walking around, you know, without a body, just kind of walking around. But that's wrong. That's biblically an error. Uh, The the truth is that the world is in a state because people have demons in their mind. They have fallen thoughts in their mind. World leaders, um, decision makers... Uh, captains of industry, captains of, of mechanisms and institutions have, have fallen thoughts in their mind. And so the world that you see today is not reflecting the, 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 the God who made it or who manufactured it. It is reflecting humans who manage it. So humans who manage the world can be influenced by demonic thoughts. and But make no mistake, the demons are exclusively operating in the realm of thought. Uh, so the demon isn't really moving something on your mantelpiece as much as he is moving something in your mind. Uh, They are bound in this realm and can do nothing without human agency. We learn this when Jesus cast the devils out of this man. The the devils pleaded with him, you know, cast us into the pigs. like Don't cast us into the air, into the atmosphere, because we cannot operate without a a body, uh, an agency, a conduit to connect them to this realm um jesus said when the unclean spirit goes out of a man he walks through dry places seeking rest Uh, a demon without a person to work with is is a disembodied spirit that is tormented and desperately needs expression through people so the demons are bound to the arena of thought uh, which means that they appear as negative destructive or deceptive thoughts Casting out a devil is the same as casting out a bad idea, because you know if you if you know if you if you meet someone you think that person is demon possessed. What do you mean by that? What you mean is that their thoughts are twisted, their mind is twisted. Why is their thoughts and their mind twisted? Because the fallen messengers are informing their understanding, and so. I want you to think of angels as great thoughts, and I want you to think of demons as terrible thoughts. And when you think of it that way, and I know that's simplistic, it will help you to understand when demons are attacking you versus when angels are helping you. Demons are attacking you when destructive, deceptive, and negative thoughts are coming into your mind. When destructive, deceptive, and negative thoughts are hitting your mind, demons are attacking you. Uh, When comforting, empowering, inspiring, strengthening, and instructional thoughts are coming to you, angels are ministering to you. So you have to decide right now, are you going to go to sleep tonight with the demons or are you going to go to sleep with the angels? I know about you, but I'm going to go to sleep with the angels because any negative, destructive, or deceptive thoughts that are trying to come in my mind, I take authority over them in the name of Jesus and I cast them out. I, I tear down that stronghold. I bind that devil and I order it out of my life by the authority in Jesus' name. I will not... Uh, entertain an imagination that makes my God small. I will not entertain an imagination that makes my God weak. I will not entertain an imagination that suggests God has abandoned me. I will not entertain an imagination that suggests that God has forsaken me. I will not entertain an imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. This I will not do. And by the authority in Jesus' name, I cast that devil out. Now, let me tell you something. You're doing real spiritual warfare right there. And the minute you do that, the angels are going to come and begin to minister to you. Now, how do I know this? You know, while Jesus was in the Mount of Temptation, what was the devil doing? But making suggestions, making recommendations, trying to get into Jesus' mind. Jesus then blocked the devil with the word. He said, get behind me, Satan. It is written. He wouldn't allow the devil to rest in his mind. He wouldn't allow a demonic suggestion or a thought to rest in his mind. And the Bible teaches that when, that afterwards the devil left him and the angels ministered to him. Wow, the angels ministered to him. That's the angels replenishing his thoughts, replenishing his thinking, replenishing his mind from the drain and the strain of that demonic battle. Because sometimes it's a battle that you've got to fight against the negative thoughts, against the depressing thoughts, deceptive thoughts, discouraging thoughts. And you now need angels to come and communicate the heart of God, the mind of God, the plan of God for you. All this is exciting. So let's read another passage right now. Psalm 91 verses 9 to 12 hopefully this will make even more sense now than it would have if i read it in the beginning here's what it says because thou hast made the lord which is my refuge even the most high thy habitation so because you've made god your habitation there shall no evil befall thee neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling now what is your dwelling Okay, so I don't, we say, oh, it's my house, it's my house. And then we struggle when someone gets sick in our house. Like, you know, I thought no plague would come nigh my dwelling. Back up, back up. Where is the dwelling? The most high, thy habitation. You've made the Lord your habitation. You've made the Lord your dwelling place. So no plague can come nigh where you are living, not where you're living physically, but where you're living spiritually and psychologically. Where you're living psychologically, where you're living spiritually, where you're living in your thoughts, okay? Because in your thoughts now, I'm not just living in my house, I'm living in God. Oh God, I almost want to run around this room, but I can't right now. You know, where you're living is not just your house, okay? You can't just live in a house. A house cannot protect you. The brick and the mortar cannot protect you. You have to live in Christ. You have to live in God. And you do that psychologically by saying, you know what? God, I am safe in you, in your presence. So because you've done that, there shall no evil befall you, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. Why? For he shall give his angels charge, that's a command, over you to keep you in all your ways. Here they go. We're going to protect this one. His destiny, her destiny, it will not be disrupted. God's purpose for that person's life, it will be established. God's plan for you, it will come to fruition. Any demonic attack in your thoughts or in the thought of someone else that's trying to attack you, the angels are going to attack it. They will bear you up in their hands, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Again, you know, the devil twisted this when he spoke to Jesus and said, you'll jump off the pinnacle of the temple. Jesus resisted the temptation because he understood this is a spiritual revelation that you will not stumble and fall. You will not stumble and fall because the angels are watching protecting deflecting guarding shielding the angels which are the messengers of god the army of god and the messengers of god who will do battle in the spiritual realm to protect your purpose to protect your assignment to protect your destiny the angels are going to be fighting for you so you don't have to worry about the things you cannot see. You don't need to worry. You need to go to sleep and don't worry. Don't worry because there's an army actually on your side. And whatever the devil puts in the mind of another person, angels will combat it. Whatever the devil tries to put in your mind, angels are going to combat it. Whatever the devil does in the arena of thought and the imagination of men, God Has already commanded the angels to fight for you. And fight for you, they do and will. And if it had not been the Lord who was on your side, you would not have survived to even be a part of this presentation. Father, I just thank you for everyone that's been on the training tonight. And we pray for a visitation of angels, even tonight, to communicate the heart, the mind, the plan, the will of God, strategies from heaven great ideas, great concepts, encouraging inspirational thoughts, God just redeem our mind from the hand of the enemy. Let every demonic thought, destructive, negative, let it be torn down and cast out. Every fearful thought, let it be cast away. For you did not give us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And we receive the grace of a sound mind. In Jesus' name. You've been listening to a live sermon at ICANN Community Church. We hope that you feel inspired, informed, and empowered to take your life to the next level. We want to build a relationship with you, whether you attend ICC or not. Of course, we would love for you to visit or even to join. But if that's not possible, we can still stay in touch. Go to our website at www.icancommunitychurch.com and subscribe to our mailing list for updates on special events which may be coming to an area near you. Until next time, this is Bishop Wayne Malcolm saying God bless you.